Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. From Luminary, this is British Villains. If uh, if the if, if you see the villains, they're, they're such lovely people. They're just good people, and you know they they're family men. They love their kids, their wives. They they're honourable, they're loyal, and they'll die for their fellow man. Tamar Hassan, you met him in the previous episode. Movie star, television actor, and a former villain. Something he's never discussed publicly before. And um, I've heard stories of them people going on blacks. Opening up a fucking, opening up the van, getting away with it. Security guards are good. And they always around Christmas. Yeah, mate, go on. Mm. The boys go, go on. Grab, grab what you can. Grab what you can. That's the sort of people they are. Do you, Do you know what I mean? Grab what you can. It's Christmas, inside. grab what you can. Hide it. That's you. Thank you very much for keeping your mouth shut and being cooperative. People look at villains as, you know what, mate, you're sweet. How the movie business portrays them, standing on the cobbles, talking out the side of your mouth. It's not like that at all. They're highly educated, red, smart, ballsy, alpha female men that know what the fuck they're doing. Do you know what I mean? I'm William Green, and this is British Villains. Back in the day, it was a lot tougher. It was, it was always done around fear, respect, reputation. Men fuck up, mate. That's why women should run the world, mate, because we're fuck ups, mate. And all of a sudden, I'm on every fucking cinema. I'm, I've got five films in the cinema, and I'm rising, I'm doing all these great British films. It just happened. It was just weird. It just happened. 
Can I just go back to how I made some money off of these boys? In the last episode, we heard about how the train and everything after the train changed crime in England. In this episode, we're going to continue talking to Tama and hear how he got his start as a proper villain, making cash as a London bookie and ultimately running his own book. So the boys, I was young and I used to sit on the old man, the dad's, you know, the dad's, and, it, it, and we used to sit on the old kid when I was quite young. And they used to give me money to go and put, put on all the money they used to rob or whatever they used to do. It was all cash. So they'd go and say, take that down the bookie and put that bet on to win. What are you talking about? 35 years ago, 11 grand. How much money that is now? Buy a house then with it. Cash, eight grand, three grand, two grand, all to win, all to win. And they didn't fucking, they didn't um, they'd win. Sometimes they win. 10 to one, they get 100 grand and they're fucking great. And but out of every 10 bets, mate, they'd only win one or two. And then I've got, I think it's 12 grand. And I thought, fuck it. I didn't put the bell. And they never ever showed me where's the ticket. Right. I never put the bet on. And then I started running my own book. What he's saying, if you didn't catch it, is that the guys making bets, they only won a bet or two for every 10 or so they placed. So Tama started misplacing some of the bets, figuring they wouldn't be missed, misplacing them into his own pocket. An extremely risky gamble. Right, the initial bit. Then... Thank fuck they were putting a grand on, two to one, three to one, blah, 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 doing them. And, I, and they still never come in, so I was just keeping it. Yeah, and then what I do, I've got the clubs, I've got this, I've got that, I'm sitting up here and there. And I, and I, and I was actually terrified to, to tell them. And I just thought, fuck it, I'm telling them. And I, you know, he went to me and went, fucking good for you. That gives us nothing but joy. That, that money didn't go to the booking, it went to you and you set yourself up. Good boy. So I thought they were going to go, well, you owe, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Send it yeah, over. Pay back. Send it over. So the gamble paid off. And that's how Tama got his start. Once he built up some money, it came time to diversify his interests, which included opening some pubs and nightclubs. Uh, well, we used to have illegal drinkers, spills, which spillers we used to call them, spills like illegal gambling houses and stuff. So, so a spill is where the boys would congregate, where you know all the skagheads would come if they got stuff to sell. It was just a base where they'd run a book, do the bookies, play poker. It was a base. It was like the office, and um, and you know they'd, they'd do illegal gambling, and you know you'd you'd. You'd host a get a poker night, or you'd do this, or you'd do that. You boost or twenty, drink. yeah, sell a few drinks. Uh, we had a few spills. It wasn't they weren't like we had a few illegal drinkers. Um, we used to do a few illegal raves and stuff. And then I got a, I got the old bought the old tunnel club um, down the Blackwall Tunnel. Uh, we did that up. Uh, that was kind of my first one, and we was absolutely and it was, everything was cashed in. There was no cards or nothing, so we was absolutely raking it in. And I had that for about 10 years. And clubs don't last that long, but it was the only one there. I got a six, seven o'clock license because it was in the mo- it was on the motorway. And uh, the actual business side of it, forget that. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the people that used to come. Because you've got to remember, Tama was friends with everyone. Tama, even at my wedding, it was fucking hilarious, mate. I'm sitting there and we're doing the table. I had 700 people at Cafe Royal and I'm like, like my wife's going, well, she, 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 
don't like Johnny. Johnny don't like any now. Went, you know what? Tell them to go fuck themselves. See them where you want. If they don't want to come, they don't want to come. This is your day. So it was ground rules for the people that used to come there because people were just having pitch battles all the time. He shot him, he done him, he, he cut him. Remember back in the day, every day they say, you know, what's happened, Will? He's a, uh, Mad Joe's only just done fucking Steve again, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? It was like that all the time. It was ripe. So my, my rule was if you got a beef with someone, Whoever's there first comes in. If I come to the door and go, listen, he's here, you've got to show me that respect for walking away. And I kind of got that. At one point, Tama built a bar where local villains could congregate. A sort of VIP room for career criminals. But what happens if trouble starts kicking off or when unwelcome villains don't want to fucking leave? It's quite funny. It got, someone got his one of the dormant got shot at the front door. And then you've got to get all this, you've got to do all the cleaning up and everything. I'll tell you a master move what I did. There's a fucking mark. I can tell it now, the club's gone. But what I did, I built a club upstairs because downstairs you cannot put highbrow fucking villains carrying with the minions. Because they just don't understand. They're all out of their faces on pills and fucking nutty. They ain't do that to someone. They, they don't understand. They don't, yeah, but they don't understand. The villains don't understand that he's a kid and he's nutty. They'll chop his fingers off. And so what I did, I built a free bar for them upstairs. Free. I built a bar upstairs. They've got their own toilet. I even built my room with, with Chesterfield sofas in and mirrors. Flat mirrors. <laughs> right, whatever, it was yours. You go through the side door, nobody sees you. But then, uh, then it started getting to the point where fucking they won't go home. It was fucking four days. I'm growing a beard. I ain't been home. The wife's leaving. So I thought, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? The old book started getting the ump because people start walking out there, driving past. So I had this mad idea to erect a camera right outside the front door. And the camera didn't even work. <laughs> and it was the stupidest camera I've ever fucking seen. It was like a rad spaceship. And I went, look, I said, they're fucking put up. Because they started getting really rowdy and some people started wanting to shoot people and all that. I went, they're fucking. I said, you're all fucked. I said, they've put a camera outside there so they can see who's coming and who's going out. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> see, I was always smart that way. I was finding, I was always finding a nice route. Because you can't, sometimes you can't tell these people, listen, you can't do that. Because it's like, who the fuck are you talking to? Tell him he can't do it. I've told him. And it gets to the point where you're treading on thin ice and you think, oh, fuck. You know what I'm saying? It will. Because listen, I, 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 I am what I am, but I'm not them. They're like, they're, in a minute, they're pulling it. And, they're, and then you get a bad rep. It's like, we're blowing this place up. Who does he think he is talking to us like that? So then I just thought, oh, I can't do this. Why? I'll just get it. I'll be on. Go on, then I'll put, put that camera up there. And I had people with. Um, <laughs> uh, with I had the bibs made and everything. The ladders, I've got the van fucking. Oh, so the transport so fucking police. Transport police, no. <laughs> Tamar added another string to his bow debt collector. Being a former boxer, he was the ideal candidate. When I used to go and we used to collect debts, we used to collect debts. I mean, it's bizarre. I'd collect debts for judges, mate. Judges, don't think you're only collecting debts for villains. You know, we, we, we're still doing it now, not on a violent level, but on a different level. Someone comes and they says, 
they'll say, you know, we, we oh, I've got a debt and my, my, I've had business with my husband and he'll caught him fucking someone. And I mean, everything, anything to anything is like, and then you just sit down and go, well, give us the details. And, you know, nine times out of ten, we hand it over to the lawyers. What sort of lawyers are those? They're wonderful lawyers. They're wonderful lawyers, nice people. They're like a glass of wine and a cigarette, and they they sit with us. But no, no, they're nice. They're nice people. It's, it's like, but then we pay the we pay the debt. We pay the lawyers, and then we'll go. Okay, well then you got to pay a little bit back. It's never there's never anything. But back in the day, it was a lot tougher. It was it was always done around fear, respect, reputation. Certain people would go, and when they go it would be a different thing. But I, I kind of worked out a different way of doing it. Because when I, when I had my son, I, I gained a conscience really quick, like really, really. And I just said, I, I, can't, I can't hurt people, I can't be around this, I can't fight, and I can't. Just, then you start understanding when you haven't got children, you, you kind of a bit of a, and you're young and you're almost a boxer, I was a fucking undefeated boxer, I was just running around, getting dough, we're having a good time. I mean, I had my first nightclub when I was 24, do you know what I mean? I mean, I was living it, I was on, we was going. Tamas says his style of collecting a debt eventually gained its own kind of conscience too. I would help them. You put a gun down on the table, get the wife and kids. How much you old, mate? Um, 100 grand. You fucked up, didn't you? Yeah. Why didn't you answer the phone when I fucking called you? Why are you hiding? You know what I'm here for, didn't you? Yeah. But you do it in front of the wife and the kids, it's tough. And then I send the kids out, go out, get out, you stay there. I'm gonna help you. Oh, I don't know, oh, I can't know if I can pay you back. I didn't say fucking pay me back, did I? So I'm going to pay your debt. My wife's sitting over there. And it was tough to watch. But there was a, there's a method in the madness. And you've got to remember these boys, they're, 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 whatever they're doing, they've got arsehole, mate. Because mm. to do what they're doing, they've got, they've got to have some kind of arsehole. You're risking your liberty. And then uh, I say, you're going to take a little dig and you're going to say you paid the debt. Yeah? And you, you give me back all your money when you got it. And you'll be fucking surprised, Will how quick they fucking pay you back. And then I say to him, this business ain't for you. Don't ever let me see you in this business again. You, you love your wife, you raise your children, you fuck off and get a job. If I hear that you're in this business again, it ain't gonna be the same fucking favor. And you pay them and it's just fucking amazing how quick the, the wife will sell a car or, because women, men fuck up, mate. That's why women should run the world, mate, because we're fuck-ups, mate. Do you understand what I'm saying? That women should fucking run the world and it will be a fucking great place. And then you see the wife, and, and there was a reason why I had the wife there, because, I mean, I've never shared this with anyone, but you, you, you have her there because she's the one. Because the fucking retrobate that fucking sniffed your money is going to go, cunt, fucking wanker, yeah, he's a fucking div. But when you're talking and you're looking at her, and she fucking knows that I'm gifting her. She'll get you that money in a minute. And listen, if it takes fucking six months, my conscience is clear, I'll lose the six months rather than doing something bad to someone, because I'm good like that now. And it just unfolded to that. And next, before you know it, hey, Tam, hey, darling, how are you? I've got you 20 grand. Thank you, sweetie. Come and get it before that fucking retrobate gets his hands on it. 
Do you know what I mean? So, so I know what I'm dealing with. You're dealing with a dog, but when the wife's there, it's like, I'll be there, I'll, be, I'll send a boy around to come in. Before you know it, they paid you the 100 grand back, and then she's trying to give you 10 grand. I'll go, give it to the kids. In the previous episode, Tama talked about his fighting style as a kid. It was always about beating up bullies, always defending the little guy. He's had a checkered past, but I know Tama. He's had a conscience all along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big, big conscience. But listen, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. You fucking get saucy, I'll fucking, I'll go on you. Tama talked in the previous episode about going to prison. That wasn't his only run-in with the law. Tama, like most villains, understands that at some level the police hold all the cards. And if they want you brought in, they'll find a way to make that happen. I got, I, I got taken in for murder, right? And guess what for? What? When I had my nightclubs, a friend of mine at the time called me and said, if anyone calls you or anyone asks you, I was at the nightclub. I was with you all night last night. No problem. In my head, I'm thinking he's been nicked with, he's nicked to Doris, he's nicked to Bird and he's fucking having a good time and he ain't gone home. It's no problem. They were listening to his phone and they come through the door like you wouldn't believe me. Right. Gone. Three days, nicked for murder. What are you talking about? I tell you what's scary. It ain't scary for me. I don't because what's the biggest thing that is scary for us or people of that fraternity is getting fitted up because they do what the fuck they want. Will you're I'm innocent? Like I'm sitting in my nightclub with two thousand people dancing and fucking about with them, but they still can find a way of having you. Just by saying aiding and abetting or perverting the course of justice on a murder. Because I said yes. So, no problem. So, to see what I'm saying? Yeah. I do. Thank I God he didn't get a guilty. But can you imagine how it could have been? And that's why I live every fucking day like it's my last. Because I could walk out that door and someone could go, do you remember me? And I've got to open him up. Because if I say, yeah, I remember you, and it is from there, it's on. Do you see what I'm saying? And that's how fucking easy it is, and especially now. Everyone gets fitted up by them rats, everyone. Do you think the police do that? Yeah, of course they do. Listen, I'm telling you now, right, there's more bent police out there all over the world than there are straight police. You hear these horrific stories of, of you know, the, the police are, uh, getting shipments of drugs, pulling some out, letting people go out on the street. Now, they will probably say, yeah, that, that, that's our intelligence. That's what we're doing. We're putting it out there to see who's, who's up to it. So where's the fucking money going then? We've had money taken. I know what was there. But they say it's something else. Fine. But you know what, how we are? Have a little bit. Come and talk to me. Tell me. I know you've got three million quid in that bag and I'll, get, I'll let you have two if you give me one. Sweet. But they don't. Because they can't. And we've run that risk of... Well, I used to run that risk, but we run that risk of, of, of doing that. And some of the stories that you hear around Interpol and intelligence on bonds and things like that and... For us, the, the, the sad thing is, is little things like, um, is it salvage rights, right? Salvage. Do you know what salvage rights are? Tamar's got a lot to say when it comes to salvage rights. Let me educate you on salvage rights. Divers 
dive. And they go down, and if they find Tutankhamun's fucking uh, uh, sword, gold sword, right? Let's say he's got a gold sword. Let's say they find an artifact of wealth. There's something called salvage rights, and I don't know if it still stands, where you're entitled to something of that. If it belongs to the crown, then you go, I found this. 5%, I'm giving it back to you. I'm not going to try and sell it on the black market. I'm giving it back to you. They'll take it, and because it's us and you've got a criminal record, they'll tell you to go fuck yourself. We don't believe you. Do you see what I'm saying? We don't believe you will. And you have to fight for that. There's stories of bonds being found from fucking uh, around the First World War, planes going down. And things like, I hear these stories all the time because I sat and sit around the table and you just kind of think, if it was, if it was, uh, if it was John Smith, the, the vice president of, uh, of, of Sony who dies for a hobby, it would be headline news. Mr. Smith is a hero. Look what he found. Right. But if Tamar Hassan or Freddie Foreman or someone finds it, villain finds blah, 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 and claims it to be found, really. Lock him up and take it away. People just don't know. The only people that know are the police because, and it takes them forever to find out. And they still ain't got it wrong. Because even the police, they, they sit there and go, how the fuck did they do this? All they want is the nick. All they want are the arrests. They really couldn't give a fuck for the fucking details. Was that Freddie? Was that Will? Was that fucking Tamar? Was that, you know, If it wasn't them, I'll tell you what, I'll take three out of four and fit the other one up. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Hammer was always destined for another kind of life. He just wanted more for himself, more for his family. And I don't mean cash. He wanted out. Listen, a villain's life is dangerous. It can get cut short at any second. Tama saw too many men wind up completely fucked, rotting in prison, not seeing their kids. If you come out, if you sort of go in and then you come out and it's changed so much, you lost your wife, kids, your mates, brother, you're not getting any letters, whatever, and there's no one, nothing out there for you, which that wasn't the case for Buster. You just want to go back there because you don't know nothing. You've been incarcerated for so long, that's all you know, because sometimes you go in there when you're 14, 15, 16, you, and they release you when you're 28, 29 on, on, on grounds of, of, of appeals and whatever. And then you sort of come out and you went in as a kid, you know what I mean, still playing in a fucking playground. And then right. you come out and you're a grown man and people are walking around with talking like... That's a really interesting Do you know point. what I mean? You're, kind of, you're walking into a fucking... into a, into a sci-fi movie and it, it does fuck with people's heads. And especially if they got no one. But getting out of the criminal lifestyle isn't easy. Most villains don't get to retire. You know too much. You made too many enemies. You'll be looking over your shoulder until you're dead and buried. You can't fucking retire. Don't, I don't care what you say. You get a lot of villains that do all this stuff. I mean, I wasn't a fucking spiteful man. I wasn't at this, but we've had our times. We've had our fights. We've had our, our moments. And, you know, you never know. Someone might have a kid that's grown up. You did this to my dad or you've done this. or you done, And people want to come after you. You always got to be on your toes. There's no fucking retiring. Got swanning off to the fucking Costa del Sol or Hawaii. Oh, I've done me bit. I'm officially retired. Are oh, you fuck? Because if someone really wants you, mate, they're going to get you. It's as simple as that. The world is a very small place. So if they did think they could stop, they could stop the crime, and I hope they do, but if they did think that they could retire and swan off into the sunset, they're fucking delusional because it ain't going to happen. What about honour amongst thieves? Something we discussed in an earlier episode. Tama says that's a load of bollocks. He also says that it was different in my dad's day and the era of the train robbers, at least to some degree. Not only was there a code of honour, and they say there's honour amongst thieves, not anymore, but then there was honour amongst thieves, you know, uh, 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 but you, there was a code. But a lot of it was down to fear. Right. A lot of it was hell of a day. Let's not get it twisted. Right. It doesn't matter. You, we, I say we, they, villains of the day, were judge and jury. Right. Were judge, and it's as simple as that. Right. And there, 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 there is no jury. There is no judge. There, you have pulled a fucking stroke, and we're going to torture you. Right. And that's it. Or someone's going to go. Right. If someone, uh, and I think, look, more nine times out of ten, if someone takes a liberty, you can get out of it with a fine. Right. But if someone grasses someone up and goes QE on someone, and someone does a bit of bird, you got a major problem. So, so just tell us what QE and bird. Queen's are. evidence. Queen's evidence is when you. Uh, give evidence to the Queen or the Crown on somebody doing something. You stand up and take an oath and go, he did that. Right. Uh, and, snitch. Yeah. Americans call them snitches. Right. But as soon as you do And it, bird, bird is, is you're in a cage. It's, it's bird means prison. Right. So, you know, it's just like locking a bird in a cage. Tama wanted out, and he actually managed to pull it off, which is no small feat. Plus, he managed to go straight without informing anybody and without spending the rest of his life in fear. Not only did he get to walk away, but he managed not to get shot in the back as he closed the door 
on the criminal life behind him. And you've got to remember, when you're going on an armed robbery to take a van, a security core van, you can die, mate, because let me tell you, my mob, they got... They got, uh, they got shot at, mate. They got shot at, they've been killed. And I think it was my dentist that took two of the security guards into the back of the van and lied on top of them. And if he didn't, they would have died. Mehmet got one in, the, one in the neck. One of them died. God rest his soul. There was, I, I was, I always wanted to get out of it. Well, I always was like looking for something else, aspiring to be something else. And it kind of, do you know what? I actually don't know how it becomes so beautiful for me. I actually really don't know. It just kind of was an, it was just like an organic process. I don't want to sit here and fabricate bullshit fucking gangster talk because I'm a real person and, 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 I, and I, I love what I do. And it was just a beautifully calm, natural transition into entertainment. And I got lucky, I suppose. People like me, Will. Do you know what I mean? And and that's 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 probably the forefront of any business. Get people to like you. And people like me. I'm 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 good, I'm kind, I'm generous, I'm I'm entertaining. And 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 I can do what I've got to do if I need to do it. So I think it was just it just happened. It was just weird, it just happened. And all of a sudden I'm on every fucking cinema. I've got five films in the cinema and I'm rising, I'm doing all these great British films and everyone starts patting you on your back. It was was a little bit like a Frank Sinatra moment, I think. You know what I mean? It was like, I was there and they were happy to have me there because I think I was another bridge for them, do you know? And I think they looked at it as a fucking old, this kid was always a movie star, you know? And even now they go, fucking old Sam, how'd you look so great? And you see them, all the old boys, and they go, you keep doing your thing, you know? So it was just, it was like, it was, I didn't have any, any headache. And that one time when I thought I was gonna get a fucking earache, I mean, you always got haters, in you? You always got people that are jealous of you, that wanna be fucking dickers. You can't, everybody can't love you. Right, and I, and I believe that. But you get them silly little fucking idiots that want to cunt you off. I always say cunt, dance, silly cunt, blah, 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 blah. Who gives a shit? You don't live my life. I live my life. Just so we're clear, Tama hates the idea of villains. Tama considers most self-described villains just loud-mouthed fucking wankers. You know, when people say, I'm going to fucking kill that cunt, I'm going to kill this one, I'm going to kill... So I look at them and think, I actually say, what do you mean you're kidding, chickens? You mean it's easy to kill someone and you get all these villains want to be gangsters? Trust me, mate, we've been in... We've been in turf wars, we've been in gun wars, we've had people knocking out our doors with guns and police watching us. And, and, and... You think you couldn't get it. Just the thought of that now, me going to war with something, it just, it exhausts me. It doesn't terrify, it's just exhausting that you have to run and look over your shoulders and go to work. Can I be honest? Yes. It was fucking horrible. It's horrible, because I'm sitting there looking at people. And this is why I've never shared any of this before. So you guys are very lucky. I've never done this and shared it. But listen, I'm 50 years old, it's time. And, um... And I, and I don't care anymore. I don't, I don't want to hide my past anymore. Who gives a fuck? That's who I am, you know. I'm fucking 60 movies in. I've done all the top TV shows. Yeah, it, I, I actually fucking hate villainy. I've got to tell you, I hate it. And you see, when I hear people, and I've done some things, mate, and I've done some things. I've and lost some friends. I lost and... a lot of friends. And I've done some things. And I, I have no regrets. It's just a family business, isn't it? It's just you've got to... And, and I feel... Fucking God blessed and, and so lucky to have got out of it. Because us, we hide from cameras. And you've got to remember, you think the boy's like, what the fuck is he doing in front of a camera? 
So I took a bit of a chance. It was quite funny. I remember I was in the, I was in the Venus, and um, what's I, the Venus? The Venus Wait. Strip Club uh, on on Clerkenwell Road back in the day, and uh, it was owned by a few of the boys. And I was standing at a bar. Ugh, one of them was a pot house. I won't go in. He come over. He went, so just tell us the pot house. What is the pot, pot house? house? Is a is a is a psycho lunatic. Do you know what I mean? So it's, someone it's, it's just go. So, yeah, just, just go. They're very respected uh, and dangerous. And I know, I know where he went, Tom, I've got to tell you. And I went, I just had this minute, I'll never forget. And he went, you was not fucking good in layer cake, you know. And that moment was just so fucking relieving for me because you're talking about the head of London fucking underworld, right? Like, there's no bigger. I'm not going to say a name, but there's no bigger. And I went... Thank you so much. <laughs> I went, I'm glad you enjoyed it. He went, and then he went, but hang on. I actually did have the arsehole. He said, and I did think, what the fuck is he doing? But I've got to tell you, kid, you're really fucking good. He went, fair play to you. I'll keep watching. And that was kind of a pass. So you get the pass. That yeah. was kind of a pass to say, I like what you do because you're real and you resonate with us and you entertain us. So... Keep doing what you're doing. And later on in life, I realised why they wanted to keep doing what I'm doing. (laughs) Get rid of that for us, will you, son? (laughs) (laughs) So so it kind of got to that. But it was such a relief and it was so lovely. Listen, it was nice for them to... When you got somebody that's a true fucking villain and the real deal saying you do it really fucking well, it's got to tell you something. Hence why I stayed to play the villain. Always the fucking bad guy. And you, you've in, but you enjoy that. I enjoyed it. It's the best. It's the best for me. It's the best. It is the best. Uh, it's the best thing for me. I like it. I, I couldn't see myself sitting across the table reciting po- poetry in a love story to um, a, a lovely seventeen-year-old girl <laughs> with gorgeous lips, blonde hair, tight skin. I'm going. I'm going again. And I'm sorry. I'm joking. It's not a job for me. It's a privilege. This podcast began with the statement: "There are three sides to every story." Your side, my side, and the truth. In the case of the great train robbery, the truth about what happened that night had remained the property of the now deceased robbers. Bruce, Buster, Tommy, and Goody to name a few. Men who became household names, whose antics and run-ins with the law provided tabloid fodder for decades after the robbery. But 50 years on, it appears that there was a face missing from that lineup of characters. My dad is now the custodian of the truth. He will no doubt continue to take good care of the truth. But I suspect we have now heard as much as any of the robbers ever wanted us to know. I'm William Green. Cheers. From Luminary, British Villains is a production of The Cut, Ninth Planet Audio, and Western Sound. Executive producers are William Green, Aaron Ginsberg, Jimmy Miller, Hans Sarney, and Ben Adair. The show was written by Rosecrans Baldwin and Vanessa Sadler. Nick Reynolds and Edward Rose composed the theme. Music by Michael Cruz. Producers include Christina Moore, Annette Runhell, and Stephanie Aguilar. The show was sound designed and engineered by Dan Leone. 
Up next, episode 13, The Governor. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a.com slash iHeart. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 